Welcome to R&R, Relationships in Real Estate. I'm your host, Chris Silva. This is my beautiful wife, Corey Silva. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on R&R. Chris and I are the owners of Silver Realty, Silver Lending, and Silver Property Management. And we've been in the real estate and mortgage industry since the early 2000s. We're super excited to have you all here with us today. Thank you so much for always showing your support joining in on the conversation and make sure you leave some comments so we can engage with you on our cute little show we've got going on here. Welcome to the first week of July, another month down, and we are officially on the back end of the year, half of the year. I think it's a great time for people to evaluate like their goals for the year. Mm -hmm. It's the halfway point. We're just a little bit past halfway point. It's the perfect time to start looking Hey, am I meeting my goals? Am I almost there? Am I on track? Right. I like I like that. I like that point of view. How is everyone else feeling about the year halfway done? We're halfway to the finish line. Are you happy with 2023? Yeah. How's it been treating you? Looks like Lulu is here with us. Hey, Lulu. Hey, Lulu. She said, hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We miss you. And I was supposed to call you the other day, but I got a little bit wrapped up. So we will be calling you today for sure. Um, did everyone enjoy that little heat wave we had this past week? Apparently, July 3rd was the hottest day on record around the world. And next week, Monday through Thursday, is going to be in the 90s. And then Friday, we start to see triple digits. What did the great Ice Cube once say? It's hotter than July. That oh means it's hot. Oh, my gosh. So July, I mean. July was- 3rd was so hot. That was a hot day. We went from having like 80 degree weather to triple digits that day. It was like a 30 degree increase in a matter of two days. Hey, this is what this is what everybody wants, right? Right. That's what everybody's been begging for. Oh, I'm tired about this cool weather. It's so cold. So it doesn't clay. feel like summer. It's <laughs> like we live in Seattle. Like you hear all these people whining and crying about the weather, right? Now they're crying about it being too now, hot. Now, but those same people are gonna be like, it's too hot. <laughs> Just be happy. Akuna Enjoy Matata. It. Enjoy it. The cool weather summer is officially over. And the hot weather is here to stay, everybody. You know what I you know what I hate most about this weather? What? And it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Just that when it gets this hot is when you start putting the the full court press on me about a pool. Like <laughs> I told you we should have got a house with the pool. <laughs> like, oh boy, here it comes. I did not say that. You to were telling you. you were telling me, oh, it's it's hot six months out of the year. And then it I was like, is it is hot. not hot. It's not pool weather six months out of the year. It is hot six months out six months out of the year in California, Southern California, most of the time. This year is just a little different because it's been cool the last month of June. Right, give me the six months. What do okay, we got? Okay, so it starts to heat up in May, right? It's mm. like halfway through May, it starts to heat up. So we got a half a month no, there. No, but explain heat up. What's heat up to you? 80 degrees? Yeah, that's that's warm enough to be in the pool. No, girl. 80 89. Degrees, 89 is good to be in the pool. 80 degrees is like picnic weather. It's it's golfing weather. It's not no. pool weather. Yes, 90s. it is. 90s and up is pool okay, weather. Okay, so 89. So let's just say half of May. June, July, I don't August, September. Of, I don't agree with half of May. Though. That's 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 four. Then October, half of October and half of May. That makes six months of the year. <laughs> You're stretching it. <laughs> you are stretching there's it. I love been, your math. I know. I added that extra month. I just counted up. But I'm just saying, like, there's been Thanksgivings where it is hot outside, like almost 90 degrees. Okay. Thanksgiving. Okay. So I'm we, just saying. Girl, we, have, we had snow in May. Like, what are you talking about? Okay. This is like... <laughs> 
out of the ordinary. Normally, who else agrees with me? It's hot in Southern California all the time. Even Tony, Tony, Tony said it, it never rains in Southern California. Well, it's been raining. <laughs> all the reservoirs are filled. They're okay. overflowing. There's floods happening. Like, this is the new norm. Okay, that's it might fine. Be the new norm. So let's say five months out of the year. That's enough time to have a pool to be enjoying and being cool outside. But no, but we're not in agreement about this five months. This is you <laughs> talking about this five months. July is it's really this is the first time it's been this hot, right? The last two weeks it started to warm up two weeks ago. Okay. Now it's been pool weather. All right. So now the the little hourglass flipped over. Okay. Pool weather has officially started. Okay. Let's see how long it lasts. I think it might last till September. Okay. Because that, that uh, Memorial Day weekend is usually pretty hot, right? People go to, remember remember Vegas back in the day? Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. No more. No more. But um, <laughs> that's what BC is for, before children. Right. But I yeah, know. remember we the Vegas and the pool parties and stuff? Yeah, that that ends though. Like I think the second week of September is when they start ending all that stuff. Right, right. Well, that's so, okay. So let's, let's redo the math. We got June, <laughs> July, August, September. So ah, four months. Okay. You're right. I'm wrong. Tanya's here with us. Hey, Tanya. She said, hey, guys. Well, yesterday was the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, America. How did everyone celebrate? Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear how you celebrated. And how do we end up celebrating? Well, we were talking about last week going to uh, the mall, mm -hmm. parking on the top floor early, maybe parking the night before, set, having everything set night up. Night before. This guy. You know, that's has some big plans. <laughs> Overachiever. That's some big plans, right? Maybe go to Richard Rue, check that out. Right? right. What was some other plans that we had that we were talking about? Go to the parade. Go to maybe the parade watch in it. the morning. Yes. Possibly go to Magic Mountain because they were having a great fireworks show. Well, there. Magic Mountain was never in our plans, but there, that was an availability. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, none of that worked out. No. <laughs> um, it was it was really nice to just be at the house for a whole day. Yes. Not have errands to run. Not feel all the pressure of having to be somewhere at a certain time. And like, I don't know. It was just, I love celebrating holidays. But sometimes there's just time where you need to rejuvenate, recharge the battery. And our kids really aren't into fireworks anyways. And that's why we would go is to have them see the show and enjoy that moment. Like with all, you know, family, friends, whoever's going with you. But they just didn't really want to go. And it was hot. We're just like. Let's just stay home. Let's just chill. And you could kind of see the fireworks from a distance from our backyard. And that's good enough for me. Totally good enough for me. <laughs> um, it's it's nice not having to be somewhere. Right. I mean, it's funny because I think most people feel this way. You love to get invited to parties. Right. But then you end up not going anywhere. You just want that option. You just want the option. You just want to feel like you were invited. You want to feel invited, loved and wanted. Like someone invited you to go out right. somewhere. Right. At, least, at least your mom still loves this because she's the only one that invited us somewhere. <laughs> Actually, Lindsay invited us to go to the mall with them, too. Oh, okay, okay. So that was nice. Our family loves this. The, the kids wanted to go and, at first, and they're like, yeah, we really don't need to go. It's all good. <laughs> Look, they got to jump in the in the bounce house, right, with, with some water going. So they had fun. Yes. Um, we got to clean the garage out a little bit yep. for like two hours. Got a lot done. Well, we had we invited some uh, friends over, and Katya and little Skylar came over. So Nola got to play. I got to cook, and Katya taught me a— cool recipe for some delicious salad. So it was a nice relaxing day. We got to do a little stuff, a little bit of things and stay home and, and feel patriotic. Nice. Well, huge shout out to Christian Lazor. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Christian. He says it felt like a four day weekend. I mean, it, it, does. it did. It was nice. 
it's still, even today, it feels like uh, there's not a lot going on right now. Right. Well, Lulu said, Angel and I just parked at a Groger parking lot, ate some wings while watching the fireworks. Laugh out loud. Nothing wrong with That's that. That's a way to do it. That is a way to do it. Well, you know, in our neighborhood and down the street, there's a shopping center where people have been lighting fireworks off every night for like the last two weeks. So I feel like we've had our own little show every day, but they went all out last night. And Nola was just watching it from the driveway like, wow, look at those fireworks. So we got to see fireworks, you know, and then we were going to get in the car and just drive up the hill to watch him, you know, the four multiple fireworks shows going on in the whole city. And we got up there and there was nowhere to park. I was like, wow, our community's on and popping. I've never been up here for 4th of July. So she said, it's okay, mommy. Let's just watch from the house. Chris was getting bit up by mosquitoes. Him and Tino were just like, no, nah, we're good. We'll go sit watch some their show that they were watching and they were fine. There has to be some kind of outfit, right? With long sleeves and, <laughs> and you know, pants. Chris is going to show up to like the next barbecue outside looking like a beekeeper. <laughs> I got to because I cannot take the mosquito bites. It's too much. You got to spray. You got to put the mosquito that's, that spray. That spray doesn't work. They just love my blood so much. They You're don't just care so about sweet. it. That's why they don't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, we were out there cleaning the garage, and I, I was like, felt something bit me, and I caught one in my fingers. Like that's, I, th I think he was still trying to suck at the air. That's, <laughs> it's no good. I hate mosquitoes. That was a big mosquito. If you oh. could see him doing that, <laughs> boy. Natanya said, we stayed home. Sound like a war zone last night. The AV had lots of fires last night. You know what? That's the same thing I was seeing too, because I have these alerts on my phone whenever there's like emergencies nearby. There were so many fires in the SCV last night too, because people are just setting them off near dry brush, setting hillsides on fire. Like leave it to the professionals, people. <laughs> I, I hope this is in a what's to come, right? As far, with the fires, because we've had more rain than we've ever had. There's a lot more vegetation mm -hmm. and, you know, sooner or later it's going to dry out when it does. It, it's, it's a liability. Yeah. Oof. Hopefully everyone puts those fireworks away because it's over. And how long do we think that we're going to have to hear these fireworks? Can, can, <laughs> can we just have like a second day of fireworks? Like just go let off all the rest of your fireworks. Get people. it out of your system. Get it out of the way. Let these poor dogs and, and cats that's and animals. That's the other thing. There's, that's the other alerts I've been getting on the ring alert. All these dogs are missing because they get so scared. They jump over fences. I'm thinking like, why you leave your dog outside on 4th of July? I'm sorry. You got to have some put common sense. Put him inside the house. Have some common sense. Close the doggy door. Put the dog in the house. Put some music on. Like something so they, they're not hearing some the fireworks. white noise. Yeah, you got to drown it out. Like right. how hard is it to do it one night? Right. right? Just right. do it. We've never had, we've had dogs for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. We've never had an issue with our dogs and fireworks. I know. I feel so bad for these little puppies. Cats all worried. Thinking something's going down outside. Poor little critters. I know. Well, speaking of little critters, do your kids ever poke fun at you? Because <laughs> <laughs> ours are like so mean to Chris sometimes. It's funny. I mean, though. I don't think it's mean, but I mean, look at their dad. Like they're learning from... The person who likes to poke fun at people all the time. Well, they got jokes, right? They like, do have jokes. It's one thing to be funny and it's another thing to be hurtful, mm -hmm. right? I I think all their stuff is funny. I don't get my feelings hurt about it, right? right. And if it's really funny, I'm going to give them credit. Like, dang, that, that was, was good. A good. That was clever. One. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I have this little shrine now downstairs. Corey got some uh, recliners a couple months back. It's turned into my new office, mm -hmm. right? And it's like cool because I have um, 
some little uh, bookshelves, bookshelves, right? Kind of like bookshelves, like some little shelves and freestanding shelves. And somehow that turned into my office because all my Father's Day stuff is on that wall. Pictures of the kids. Yeah, he right? just sat in the recliner on Father's Day. And as the gifts came out, he just put it right there on those shelves. They look so good there. And now it's just his space. They look so <laughs> he good He works there. from there. He's comfortable. So one of the things I got um, was a mug. It was like a dad mug. And it's it's a it's Mowgli. It's Disney, right? Yes. Mowgli's from from a Jungle Book. If people don't know, so it's a Jungle Book mug. Mug, and you know the, my favorite song in that whole movie is "I Want to Walk Like You, Talk Like You." It's, yeah, the mug says, "I want to be like you." Right. And so, of course, the kids sing the whole song right. when it comes on because they love the Jungle Book. And so, do you want to sing the song for us? Well, no, we got <laughs> we got the gist of it. So Santino's singing the song, and he's like. I want to walk like you. And he stops and he goes, oh, I don't want to walk like you, dad. You're broken. Your leg's broken. Like, I don't want to walk. It's like, I never want to walk like you. You got that knee that you need to get fixed. Yeah, it just went in on me out of nowhere, right? Out of the blue. And I'm just like, hey, (laughs) cold-blooded boy. Yeah. Right? But I expect this from Santino. He's eight going on nine really fast, right? Right. And he's he's really quick-witted and he always has jokes. He likes to tell jokes, Mm -hmm. right? So, So I expect it from Santino. But my baby girl, my princess, right? <laughs> like, I don't expect this from princess. She just... <laughs> princess. She, she just loves her daddy so much. She, this She'll come up to me out of nowhere, you guys, and she gives me the biggest hug, and she goes, I love you so much. You're the best daddy in the whole galaxy. She yeah. does that all the time. Yes. Right? Just it's So sweet. Just like love out of nowhere. Well, yesterday, we had a, she switched it up on me a little bit. One of the other gifts I got for Father's Day... It's just like a little, um, like, it looks like a little picture frame, like. Yeah, it's like a little, like, box design thing. Little tchotchke. Anyhow, this little little thing, thing, it says, like, uh, happy Father's Day to the best dad in the world. Um, You're a real superhero and very handsome, right? So, something like that. So, Nola's reading it off to me because. She's a big reader now. Mm-hmm. She's she's reading 20 minutes plus a day and she's reading chapter books. So she wants to read everything, right? Yes. So she brings it to me and she just wants to read it to me. So she starts reading it and she goes, you're the best dad in the world. She goes, yes. And then she reads the next one. She goes, and a superhero. She goes, yeah, like you're like a superhero too, dad. And then the last one, she goes, and very handsome. She goes, no, <laughs> you're not very handsome. I was like, Damn. <laughs> Kids cold blooded, <laughs> and you know what? I don't expect that from her because she's no. never she's never bagged she on me like that. Do stuff like that usually. And you know what's so funny is she tried to walk it back. Right? She was like, "I'm just kidding. I tricked you." She, that girl was not kidding. It was like as a matter of fact, and she wasn't trying to hurt my feelings. Like kids are just like honest, right? They're so honest. So, but I never thought that she believed that her dad was ugly, right? <laughs> but, but she must. She'd be like, uh, I can already hear her talking to her friends. Oh, that's my dad. You know, the ugly one over there. It's <laughs> messed up. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, my goodness. That's okay. That's funny. Oh, man. So She said, I tricked you because you always do that to them. You know I'm just playing with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Girl's not playing. Oh, my gosh. I was dying. She, she had me cracking up. That's so funny. Oh, my Lord. Well, Tanya's laughing, too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, how has everyone been spending their summer? Any fun trips that you've been on or that you're planning? Uh, Summer activities with the kids. I mean, I feel like we're going to be going 
to the movies because that's a big tradition in the summertime. Let's turn into it. Yes. And who doesn't love a good summer blockbuster? I mean, I do. We finally made it out to go see Pixar's Elemental. And what a cute movie that was. I really liked it. What did you think about it? Uh, I liked it. It was good. Um, I, I, you know, of course, they always have these undertones in the movies now, right? right. Like Zootopia was like really big with, mm-hmm. you know, racial undertones. Right. And then this one was, you know, I'm just going to say love. Mm-hmm. It was more about love, right? Like love conquers all. Right. Because fire and water mix, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a love story with fire and water. Let me just tell you guys about it. You learn it real quick in the movie. I mean, you could tell based on the commercials and the advertisement. Yes. But it's something that's that if you're looking to go to the theater and you want something to watch, it's not a bad it's a bad one to take a look at. Yes, yes. Well, Irvashi's here with us. She said, hey, guys. Hey, hey Irvashi. Well, um, I just love movie theaters and going. I mean, I never used to be big on going to the movies. Because Chris is always like, let's go to the movies. And I feel like I'll miss the whole day just to go see a movie. And that's not fun. I want to be out enjoying the the weather, the sunshine. But when it's that hot, let's go. Let's get some air conditioning, right? Yeah, it's like the swimming pool. Instead of going to the swimming pool, I'll take you to the movies. Get some air conditioning. Uh, yeah, that's totally different. <laughs> no, I'm not trading that out. But nice try. Um, the big opener this weekend was a new Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And this weekend, the kids watched... Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. So our kids are very sensitive to explicit um, content. Content, right? And look, we're not. The, you know, I think when I was a kid, like you were tough if you watched. Oh, like, you watch a good job, buddy. You watch, you watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my gosh, right? And then you. What'd you talk- think of, of Freddie? Oh, you're gonna have nightmares the rest of your life. Good <laughs> job, kid. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Nightmares- now you're gonna wet the bed for the next two weeks. <laughs> Had nightmares for like. <laughs> 15 years after right. Nightmare on Elm Street, right? <laughs> Did you really? For a long time. Oh, my god! For a long... Freddy Krueger was funny, but, you know, that He's shrieking scary. of his nails against the... Oh, I used to have... I used to get really scared, too. My cousin showed us when we were kids, and she babysat us. I, every time she babysat us, I thought I saw his nails going on the window. I was trying to, like, become Ugh. friends with him in my dreams, so, like, he wouldn't <laughs> kill me. So he'd have your back? Yeah, so he'd have my back. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Let me be your friend. You got a nice sweater. I like your sweater. I like the stripes on it. You know, I I just, so our kids, we don't push them to watch stuff. Like when they're ready, they're ready. Right. It was a big deal for them to watch like Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Right. But now fast forward to Indiana Jones. I haven't seen the first one. I might've seen it once in my life and I don't remember anything about it. Right. I just remember that big, huge boulder scene where it's coming down at them. That's all I remember. And you probably remember that because of the ride. Yes, for sure. So, so then I'm talking to to our friend, our, the producer of the show, and he was like, uh, do you think they're ready to watch that? And I'm like, why? Well, you know, their faces start melting. The Nazis' faces melt. And, you know, <laughs> they basically uh, combust, right? Like, like mm-hmm. they just, they just uh, light on fire. And I was like, really? I don't remember that part. I don't remember that part. <laughs> so I was like, uh. And then he told me exactly where to expect it. So then we're, like, preparing the kids. Like, you maybe want to close your eyes for this, Right. But it's so funny that the way that they um, deal with that stuff, and I think it's because we've set them up, set it up this way, is now they're so enamored with what uh, Robert, the producer, does for a living. Like, right. he makes movies. He makes this stuff look real. They're like, oh, that just looks like a watermelon. They used a watermelon for the face, and it, they exploded it. Yeah. Right? So then they start trying to figure out how they made it look real, mm-hmm. and it takes the fright out of it, I think. Yes. Right? The horror out of it. 
So they dealt with it just fine. No yeah. nightmares, no screaming in the middle of the night. Nobody wet the bed. We were good. <laughs> so then, so then we just one upped it, and then they watched night. They watched um, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. part two. What what what's what's that one about? Do you remember? I just remember that there's monkey brains and eyeball soup. That's what I remembered as a kid because I I think I've only seen it once. So I was telling them, "Oh, it's be prepared. It's coming up soon," and they're like, "Oh, gross!" You know, that was it. I always remember. One, I love, um, oh, what's the little guy's name? His little sidekick in the movie. Uh, short, sh- short round. Short round. Short round. So he's my favorite. He's a star of the movie for me. Of course. Easily, right? Um, which there's there's like uh, people that are like, short round, he should take over the Indiana Jones franchise. Like, yes. It should be about him. Like do a little, mm-hmm. I, I would totally back that. I'd, I'd watch it. But um, he, I remember him in the movie. And then I remember the heart scene where the where the guy pulls the heart out of out of somebody's chest. Oh yes. And that's what I was worried about with the kids. I was like, oh, I don't know if they could watch this part. They didn't really watch they they kind of like, closed their eyes. I'm not gonna watch that part. And that's fine. They liked it. They liked it. Tina was laughing when the guys are falling off the little train thing. Yeah. The little cart. We'll see if they if they watch the other ones. (laughs) I I think the Shia LaBeouf or LeBeau, Shia LeBeau one, I think bombed. Because they didn't bring him back for the movie. What is that? It's like the last one they've done. Oh, I don't I even see. know the name of it. Mm. I think he plays Indiana Jones' son, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know. Eek. But all I know is nowadays, we we're talking to kids about going to the movies back when we were young. When we were young, you were lucky if you were able to get a seat in the movie theater, well, you right? You had to get there. Out. Yeah, you had to get there like a half hour early, one More. to get your seat. More. You sit there and wait. And then someone will go get the refreshments, come back, hopefully you get a good seat. If you got there late, you're going to be stuck in that front row like with your neck like this. Oh, it's right. horrible, right? How many how many people had walked out of movie theaters because they didn't get a seat? Well, so I, re- I grew up in North Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys remember the UA Theater. Oh, I remember the UA. They right? had one in Granada Hills, too. We used okay. to go there. So it was a UA Theater. And I went to the one on Victory and like uh, Coldwater, I mm-hmm. believe it is. It's probably still there. It's probably named something else now. But I wanted to see Batman. I was so excited. This is the OG Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Right. Right. And I was so excited to see it. And um, I love villains for some reason when I was little. I was I was a Joker for Halloween that year. Yes. Um, but anyhow, so I, my, I convinced my grandpa to take me. He never took me to the movies, right? My grandma would do that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. he was like, he wanted to see Batman too. Yeah, right? let's go. So he takes me to see Batman. We're in line forever. I mean, this is back when there used to be like, Two blocks down the street, you're waiting in line mm-hmm. to watch the movie, right? To, to buy a ticket. Well, what happens? We get up to the front, all sold out, right? <laughs> Sorry, but that's so funny. Yeah. These kids don't know how good they have it these days. They don't know how days. good they have it, right? Now you could just, it's air conditioned. You could pick your seats ahead of time. Like t- Some theaters, you could like order food to be brought to you while you're already sitting down. Yeah. Alcoholic rec- beverages Reclining too. chairs, you know? Right. So back to Batman, we get to the front. He's as disappointed as I am that we can't watch Batman, right? What else can we see? What else can we see? So we just ask, like, what else is there to see, right? So I don't know if you guys remember this, but at that time, Basic Instinct with Sharon Stone Yikes. was out as well. I, I think Batman, we'd have to check it out, but I think it was like 1988. Mm-hmm. So I must have been eight years old, maybe 1990. Mm-hmm. I was between eight and 10 years old, right? My grandfather is an immigrant from... El Salvador, right? Like he didn't know, he watched nothing but Spanish TV. Right. He's like, sure, Basic Instinct, He's yes. like, okay, yeah, two for Basic Instinct, right? <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, 
But whoa. <laughs> so now I think I'm in trouble. Right, because I'm like, yeah, let's go watch Basic Instinct, right? Because I want the popcorn. Yeah, like, you already got down to the dog, movie theater. You're gonna have to soda. walk away with your head hanging down. Yeah, like I was ready for that movie experience, right? So we get in there, we <laughs> sit down. I'm with my grandfather, you guys. It's not even your dad, right? It's like an <laughs> old man. I'm sitting with him, and man, I wonder what people are thinking of him now that I'm. <laughs> that I you are you sure back. you want to take that kid in there? Yeah, I'm sitting with this old man next to me, right? <laughs> so within the first two minutes of the movie, it's a crazy sex scene. Right. Like, and then a murder scene <laughs> within two minutes. So I'm like, now I think I'm grounded. I'm in trouble because I wanted to see it too, but I didn't know what it was. Right. Right. And I was like, do you want to, do you want to go home, grandpa? And he's like, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, it's a good movie. I'm glad I brought you. That movie was amazing. <laughs> It was a thriller. Like, if you go back and watch it, it was really good. I mean, I don't know. I watched it when I was 10 or 10 years old. But All right. at the time, <laughs> at the time, it was amazing. But it was also like the first nudity I've ever seen. You're like, dang, my grandpa took me to see Basic Instinct. <laughs> I Look didn't tell at- anybody. He was like, don't tell anybody. Oh, he told you? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now he's, rest in peace. He's been passed away a long time so I could tell the story. Oh, my goodness, grandpa. <laughs> um, Urvashi's laughing. That's really funny. That's a good story. Well, catching up with the Silvas. So the big event this week, this past weekend, was a two-day jiu-jitsu tournament hosted at UCLA this past Saturday and Sunday. And Checkmat Valencia was competing, and they featured our goddaughter, Serena. She was one of the competitors, and our son, Santino. So it meant if we were going to be there on time, we had to get there early, right? Two mornings in a row. Right. How grumpy was Nola? Surprisingly, she wasn't grumpy. <laughs> but she likes to sleep in. That girl does right? love her beauty rest. So she was in kindergarten last year and it's late start. So she doesn't have to be at school till 10. Right. So she takes her time. She usually gets up around 8.30 and she slowly gets up. It mm-hmm. takes her a while. Just because she opens her eyes doesn't mean she's fully awake. Right. You know, she has to go, use the restroom. She's like her dad. She uses the restroom, <laughs> stretches out a little bit. She wants to wait before she eats. Yeah. Before you time. know it, it's like 10 o'clock. Right. She just got dressed, got her hair done. Well, we had to be out of the house by 7.15, 7.30. Oof. I was a little <laughs> worried about it, but she was so excited about um, the competition. Yeah, watching everyone compete and cheering them on. She was ready to go. She got up early. It wasn't yes. a, It wasn't an issue at all. Thank and goodness. they went to bed early both nights. So they were up super early. And we left the house at 7.30 one day and 7.15 just to make sure, you know, we got the lay of the land and figure out where we're going to park and we don't miss Serena fighting because she was fighting at 9 a.m. So right. we needed to make sure we're there in time. Right. So I got I got to speak on Serena for a little bit, right? So um, just super proud of her. So uh, she's our goddaughter. She's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's a badass. She's she's won gold a bunch of times. Right. Um, <clears throat> but this she lost her first two matches mm-hmm. with the Gion. It's double elimination. You lose two matches, you're done. Right. Man, she was devastated, right? Right. It was really tough. That was nine in the morning. Right. Um, I think most people just would have called it a day and went home. Right. But she's also a coach, mm-hmm. right? The next day. So she sat there. She cheered on her whole team all day long because there's a lot of people that competed from Checkmat. Right. A lot of people that won, right? Yes. They did so amazing. Did so amazing. What Just what a great gym. What a, what a great family that we have there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she competed again at night at six o'clock for Nogi. Mm-hmm. So that's more like grappling. Right. They have shorts on and a rash guard instead of wearing the big right. gi and everything. She won all four of her matches and she won gold. Amazing. So I think it's harder 
to lose the, the first two matches in the morning and get disqualified and not place and win gold than it is to win gold both, like mentally. Right. Oh, yeah, because you have to come back from that disappointment right. and work through all of that, like those those emotions. That's a lot. That's to have, to have that kind of composure and maturity at 19 years old. Right. Wow. And it sets an example for for the kids. For the kids. I she's loved coaching. it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. So kudos to her. Hats off to her. Um you want to talk about how it went for Santino on Sunday? So on Sunday we got down there for Santino and I'm glad that we went the first day because going to UCLA in the Poly Pavilion, it's a huge event. It's a big venue, right? Beautiful too, by the way. Beautiful. It's like, wow, you're here at the Poly Pavilion. That's amazing. Like when I was growing up, I always wanted, I had goals to go to UCLA. Never made it there, but that's okay. Um, But yeah, it was just so cool to be on that campus. And it could be a little intimidating, not only for like a teenager, but kids, adults even, to get out there and fight on the mat. So it was great that we went the first day to get him used to being in the venue, right? right? And see what was going to be expected. So uh, Santino, we're so proud of him. He trained really, really hard and he fought so hard and he won one of the three fights that he had. Um, You know, there was a little bit of actually a lot of bit of disappointment there because the first fight that he had, they stopped the the ref called the fight early because sometimes the refs can call it if they see that it could be a possibly dangerous situation or the kids might get hurt. So, I mean, that's kind of like a gray area. It's a huge gray area. Because how do you know? Like, I mean, yes, you're trained to be a ref and watch that. But based on how I've seen how our kid fights, like he was fine. He was doing all right. He didn't tap out. And I think for the kids, it's very disappointing because he knows when he should tap, when he's going to be hurt. And he was confused. Like, wait, why'd you end the fight? I'm still fighting. Yeah, he took side control. Yeah. So um, the kid grabbed, got Santino kind of, I'm not going to even call it an arm bar. It was more like he grabbed his arm. Yeah. Right. And the kids, obviously he's definitely trained for this. Cause we knew before the fight that he's like a five-time gold champ. Right. And he specializes in arm bars. Right. Right. We didn't tell Santino any of this stuff cause we didn't want to psych him out. Or get him in, get in his head. Yeah. Get in, yeah. Get in his head. Um, so we didn't tell him this, but that's, that's how the kid won. And I was like, were you ever in any pain at all? Because he got out of that move pretty fast. Right. I mean, it was like within within two seconds, he got out of the move. And they stopped the fight like one second after the kid grabbed his arm. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it was really weird. We're like, what's going on? And everyone in the stands, like we had a whole bunch of family there and friends from Checkmat. We're like, what just happened? Why did they end the fight? What kills me is he, he had just taken side control. He's about to take the kids back and they had stopped the fight. And he was so confused. Like, what do you mean I can't fight? Right? Like, so yes, that was terrible. And we're, st- we're up in the stands and you only could see the back of his head. And I could see him wiping away his tears because right. he was so frustrated. Right? So he comes back and he fights his second fight a mm-hmm. couple minutes later, maybe like 10 minutes later. Right. And he wins that fight. Right. Um, we haven't posted about it yet because it was like, it was an emotional weekend. Right. And we had to just kind of get over what happened. It's it, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And then um, to see your kid like that, you know, and see him go through that stuff. And then his third fight was with the same kid that he fought the first time. Yeah, the way that the bracket was placed, they were the last two standing to fight for bronze based on whoever got eliminated. So, well, after his second fight, let's not leave this out. They told the coach that Santino got third place, that he got bronze. 
So they're telling us, because we're up in the stands, no parents are allowed down on the floor. Right. The coach is telling us who our coach, the coach was Serena, our goddaughter. She's saying he got third. And we're like, what? Yeah, he got bronze. I'm like, at first I thought she said he has three more fights. She's like, no, he's in third place. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So go to the podium. We'll meet you over there. And I'm like, let's just wait till they go. Chris is like, no, let's go to the podium. I want to be the first one there when he comes up. And so we all leave our seats, go all the way over to the podium across the this huge pavilion, right? And I get a text saying, no, he has to fight one more time. And can you imagine for like a kid, they already told you you won a medal. Eight and years old. Eight years old, like, oh, you got bronze, like cheering you on, taking pictures, like, yes, you did it, you did it. And then like, oh no, actually they made a mistake. You have to fight again. And so like getting, that, that will mess a kid up, even an adult, right? Well, so, I mean, he went and he fought again. Yeah. So he had his third fight. And this is what killed me because he was beating that kid. Right. He was doing so good. It was like eye of the tiger. Like, no, I'm going to get this bronze. Right. He almost took his back a couple of times. Mm -hmm. he, he was doing really, really well. He was winning that fight. And again, the kid grabbed his arm, but he didn't get him in an arm bar. He just grabbed his arm and he knows how to, and no, nothing against a kid. No, no, of course like, not. Yeah. But they trained for that. Right. Right. He knows how to get, they've taught him how to get the other kid to, um, how to, how to get how to them, call the fight, how to get him a call the fight right? by the way he positions his body or whatnot, because Santino slipped out of that too. Yeah. He had, the kid didn't even have his hand anymore. Right. He was like going to do something next. And then all of a sudden the fight was over. We're like, what just happened? Are you serious? It was just, it was very disappointing for him. Very disappointing. So, um, it was the worst drive home. <laughs> It was horrible. He was very upset the we were, whole ride home. We were planning on staying the whole day to cheer on the rest of the team members because, you know, there was a bunch of our friends right, there. we wanted to. But, you know, of course, you, your kid, if he's that upset and he wants to go home, you take him home. You take him home. So, um, yeah, he was he was angry, angry, didn't want to see anybody's face. I think he was a little embarrassed. Right. He shouldn't have been. Right. But he was, right? And that was the first time that I've really ever seen him um, – be that emotional mm -hmm. and you know kids get emotional right it happens but to really have disappointment in his life right because he had a lot of disappointment he's like what was the point of me training so hard right you know um i wanted to keep fighting i wanted to keep fighting why'd they call the fight why they stopped the fight yeah. you know i wasn't even hurt mm -hmm. and you know a lot of tears yes. and um Man, just sitting that drive home, it was like an hour because there was traffic. Oh my God. And just to hear the, what was happening in the back seat and not being able to console him uh, because, you know, we're in the We're front. driving. Yeah. You know, my initial thought was I wish I would have been in the back seat with him so I could have held him the whole time. But here's a big but no, right? Like our kids, this is the time they have to learn how to deal with their emotions now. Yeah. And disappointment. And like, disappointment. Mm -hmm. And life's not always going to be fair. Mm -hmm. And it's how you bounce back from stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't coddle your children and protect them from the world forever. And it's better that they learn, have lessons like this now, as opposed to 14, 15, 16 years old. Or they're an adult and they have a complete meltdown. They don't know how to deal with disappointment, anger, any of that. So. Right. So I'm I'm hoping he chooses to compete again. Right now, he doesn't want to. Well, I mean, the next day he told us he did. We kind of gave him his space, right? Right. And he came to us and he and we were asking him, like, do you want to talk about it now? And we talked about it. And he said, you know, I want to compete. 
I was, and Chris and I looked at each other like, I was really surprised. Whoa, you want to compete? I was like, yeah, I want to sign up for the dream one. Okay, cool. But this morning when we're getting ready to leave the house and get all his stuff together for jujitsu later, he said, no, I don't really want to go to jujitsu today. I'm not going to compete. So, you know, there's a lot of emotion still, and that's completely understandable. The smoke is still clearing, right? So we just kind of got to let things settle. Um, We're not the type of parents that are really going to push him to do that. Right. Uh, I told him, hey, once you commit to this one, because we had already signed him up, you got to move forward. You got to put the training in. You got to do it. Right. You make the commitment, you, 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 you fulfill it. But, you know, this one, we're not there yet. So we'll see what he decides to do. I hope he decides to compete again because I think he'll be a good, I think he did really well. I think he could be, I think he's going to get gold next time. I really do. Right. He did really well. Um, So we'll see what happens. I just, I just uh, hope he makes whatever the decision is. I hope it's the right one. Right. Right. For sure. We're so happy for him. Well, Urvashi said, yay, Santino, when we were talking about him winning one of his three fights. And yeah, it's just as parents, I don't know. These are hard times you have to go through, but they got to learn sometime, right? Yeah. So, well, um, the our family dinner was moved. Oh, and before I move on, shout out to all of our family members who showed up to cheer Santino on. We had like a good amount of people who took up two rows. Thank you so much for coming, showing your love. We appreciate you. And and just big shout out to all the families at Checkmat. Like yes. what a what a family, brotherhood, sisterhood, like. I love the support for each other there, yes. right? Um, we were cheering our hearts out for everybody that, yes. that we were trying to watch everybody compete and we're yelling for these kids and and it just, it felt so good. Um, I really love our family over there. Yes, we do. You know, thank so, you so much. Thank you to everybody. And congratulations to everyone, you know. Who competed and who, who competed, won. Whoever matter. won, awesome. You all did an amazing job and put in a lot of work. So, uh, t- sent- I'm sorry. Tanya said Santino was amazing. It was so hard watching him be so upset. But, you know, those are some of the it's things I got to go through. It's life. So our family dinner was moved and game night was in full force. Um, I just want to know for you all, do you, for those of you who do like game nights or you get together with your family, is it normal for people to talk so much trash during card games and Scrabble? <laughs> or, is or is it, it just, just our, our family, family, right? Because... Right? So much trash talking. There's all kinds of trash talking. <laughs> like, how do you trash talk in Scrabble? But we do. Yes. It's just too much. <laughs> so we played phase 10 because we wanted Tanya and Patrick to play during game night. And man, that game takes forever. It's because you can't really play that game. I've learned this now with more than four people. Yes. Because it just takes too long. We had long. six people. And it, it takes took too long. like almost three hours, two or three hours. I'm like, okay, I'm over this game. Took a long time. Let's go. Let's get done with it. Yeah. So we played phase 10. That was fun. A lot of trash talking. Going in on Christian. That guy, he was taking a beating that day. <laughs> yeah. He, he just kept, he kept putting his foot in his mouth. So. Yes. But it was fun to, you know, make fun. And then we played Scrabble. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so you were the winner of Phase 10, and Christian was the winner of Scrabble that night. Yes, yes. We need some other games. Switch it up a little. Yeah. Because now, do you know what Chris has done, you all? He's downloaded an app on his phone to practice his Scrabble game. I was was like, really? That was just the day of. (laughs) It was like like he was training for the game. Yeah. I looked over, and he's like playing Scrabble in between his turns on Phase 10. (laughs) Look. Before you before you go to the gym, you stretch, right? Okay, you're Be- just stretching your mind out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. You got to get prepared. So whatever. It was like I knew we were gonna play in an hour. So yeah, <laughs> got a little head start. Try to get try to uh, dust the cobwebs off my you know off these brain cells. Yeah, get ready. there you go. 
Got to clear the dome. Well, Julia is here with us. Hey, Julia. How are you? She said, I love Scrabble. Yeah, Scrabble's fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Julia. We appreciate you. Um, so Monday, Chris and I, you know, we had plans to go to the shooting, uh, not the shooting range. That's another day. <laughs> <laughs> to, to go to the range, to, to the go range, hit some balls, some to, golf balls. Yes. And I was so prepared. We even had it in the calendar from our last show. And guess what happened? Wait, wait, wait. So we went together. We dropped off the kids. Mm -hmm. And you were like, oh, I don't really have a shirt to wear. Right. right? So then we even went to go buy you a shirt. I was like, let's hit up Marshall's on the way home and just get a golf shirt. I know they have golf shirts there. They did. They had I had everything stuff. else, just no shirt. So we get it. We're heading out of the parking lot. And Chris is like, you sure you want to go? Like, yes, let's go. If we don't go, well, we're never going to go. It was like 90 degrees at that time. And it was 10 o'clock in the morning. Something crazy. And- we talked about this earlier on the show, July 3rd, which is the day that we were going to go to the range, was the hottest day ever on July 3rd in the history of the world, right? Like, so we picked the hottest day to go. It was going to be like 105 or something. And, and we were going like, to go no. at noon. Yes. It's the hottest. It's like noon the peak to 2 o'clock is the peak heat of the day, right? So mm -hmm. I'm like, look, you want to go, we can go, but you're going to be miserable out there. And it's, golf's already a frustrating thing anyway. Like Totally talked me out of it. It didn't take very much. <laughs> it didn't take very much. So uh, <sighs> instead, we decided to stay home. We had I, like a three-hour staycation. It was, it was nice. like a little mini vacation at home. It was nice. Chilling, watch some snowfall, catch up on our show that we haven't seen in a while. And that's, that show ended like a year ago. I know. We're so far behind. It's such a good show. Yeah. So we watched a couple episodes. It was a good time. And the kids hung out with grandma and papa at the house with their cousins. Relaxed a little bit. Yeah. It so was nice. It was a nice day. We need to do that more often. Like where we just have like two, three hours together. Just... A little date. That would yeah. be, that'd be very nice. I would love that. We need to do it. It was a good time. <laughs> well, uh, Julia said, hi, your hair looks amazing. Oh, you're so sweet, Julia. Thank you. <laughs> actually did it today. Your hair does look amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. So um, this past week, Chris had a meeting with Bridge to Home and Labor Ready, and he's making connections to help people rejoin the workforce and get back on their feet, right? Because I know with Bridge to Home, that's one of the goals, right? Get them into a home. But then that's a little aspect that you were asking them about. Do you have these resources in place for people once they are a part of that program? I think it's it's good to have, so they have a lot of new board members there mm -hmm. at Bridge to Home. Um, and I think you need to have new people in to to be able to look from the outside in, right? Of right. Kind of pay attention Give to what's going on. Give a different perspective. Different perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I ask is like, well, you know, how many of these people are actually getting permanent housing after they come through the facility? Right. Right? How much? How many of the residents are getting and it's really tough mm -hmm. because part of having permanent, um, obtaining permanent uh, housing is you have to be employed, right? Right, of course. Like, and I'm like, well, are they learning any of that stuff there? Like, are they employed, you know? So that was the stuff I was thinking about. And I said, you know, we have a great friend of ours that has worked labor ready. It used to be labor ready. Now it's people ready. Okay. Same thing. Um, said, hey, is there a way we could connect bridge to home? with people ready to get them set up so that there's a way that they can get a job once they get out. Right. So um, I think we let out some really great groundwork because there's so many, I, I can't remember the name of the other company, but um, our friend is Joe Mejia. He hooked us up with this other company that, that basically that helped people get 
um, work clothes, vouchers for work clothes, because wow. a lot of the stuff they do at People Ready, a lot of it's labor jobs, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of it, you need steel toe boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, to keep safe. So they'll give you the voucher to get that stuff. Clothing, um, voucher for transportation. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, like it's huge, right? So it's almost like, hey, now we laid out some more steps. They can go to this company first, mm-hmm. get the clothes they need, set up their transportation. And then now after that, you can go to labor ready and you can get a job. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we can help you find a, some permanent residence. So unfortunately, I don't have the time to do like, you know, 40 hours a week at a place like this because we run multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. But I love connecting people. Right. Right. It's kind of what we do already for a mm-hmm. living. So if I could connect the dots and that's maybe somebody else didn't see, that's really where where. I shine. So hopefully this works out. But this is just the beginning, the first of many meetings, I believe, to get something like this set up. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm surprised that there wasn't like already a plan in place, but maybe because there's so many other focuses, that's just like an oversight, right? Right. So the the main focus of Bridge to Home is to end homelessness in in Santa Clarita. Yeah, but how do you end that? I mean, there's so many more steps. So many more steps. Yeah, just give them somewhere to live. You need to have some... Right. Other ways to take care of yourself. What do they say? To be resourceful. You gotta, it's better to, instead of giving uh, somebody fish, it's better to teach them how to fish. Right? Exactly. So that, that's that's the goal. Eventually, hopefully we get there. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, so, you know, with 4th of July just passing, feeling very patriotic and talking about the American dream. What is the American dream for you all? How do you live your American dream? I'm curious. And Chris and I have been talking about this over the weekend and I want to know, I'm curious, what is your American dream? What's your idea of it? You know, um, I know this is going to sound cliche, but I'm living my American dream. I really am. Uh, just a little quick background on me. Cause we never know who's watching and who's mm-hmm. listening. Right. So I am the first of my family to be born in the United States. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my grandmother immigrated here from El Salvador the proper way just to throw it out there. Visa did, did the whole nine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was very proud of that. That's why I'm, that's why I'm bringing that up. And it's really difficult because she had to leave my mom and, and my uncle in El Salvador. To get here. To get here. Like the sacrifices that she made are huge. Huge sacrifices. What mom, can, what mom is willing to do that to provide a better life for their children? Yes, it's, it's may not seem like it in the moment, but over time she is, starting these groundworks to bring her family over. She changed the whole dynamic of our, our, our bloodline, right. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring us to the United States. And we mentioned this to our kids all the time. Like a big part of, of life is like, you're so lucky to be born here. Right. You know, as much as people, um, want to talk about negative about the United States, it's still the best country in the world, in my yes. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandmother cleaned houses for a living, mm-hmm. right. We, I grew up in an apartment building, right. Um, with that, I was able to, you know, I, I dropped out of college. I didn't graduate at CSUN. Mm-hmm. But look, I met the love of my life, right? We have a beautiful family. We have multiple businesses. We own multiple properties. Like, we were able to vacation. And not bragging. I'm just saying, like, this these are is... The op- these are the opportunities you have in the U.S. I wouldn't have had this in El Salvador. Right. Right? And this is my American dream. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm living it right now. It's spending time with my family and 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 trying to create some legacy for the kids. Right. Right. So I'm living my dream and, I, and maybe the, my dreams aren't big enough at the moment, mm-hmm. but it's exactly what I want right now. Right. Right. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> what about you? 
I feel like the American dream is just being able to have a choice, right? You live in a country where you can make decisions for yourself. You could choose whether you want to be content or push yourself and be the greater you. There's so many other countries where you're born into poverty. You're going to stay in poverty forever. Right. Like here, you you have the opportunity to do better. And like you said, I'm living the dream. I love it. I oh, love it. That's great. Yeah, I, I just don't, I haven't lived in other countries, so I can't mm-hmm. 100% speak on it, but I could speak on the United States. Like it's it's the one country that I know of that you could start from nothing mm-hmm. and create, you know, Your generational wealth. Yes. If that's what you want to do. Right. Right. Um, for me, the most important thing is family first mm-hmm. over wealth and money. Mm-hmm. It's it's creating that um, what we teach our kids now, they're going to teach their kids and yes. hopefully their kids will teach their kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is the most important thing to me first of, of creating that that family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, we have to make money to, to live. Right? right. Money buys freedom of time. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, we'll get there. I'm happy right now, though. I'm very content. Yes, I know. Me too. Love it. Well, if anybody else wants to share, please leave some comments for us. We'd love to hear about it. And switching things up to real estate. So Chris went to an elite event last week at the Old Town Junction. And uh, at this particular event, Shadowbox Studios is coming to SCV. So they were highlighting some of the exciting things that are coming. Um, This new studio is going to be in Placerita Canyon which is pretty exciting. It's a production company, right? And Chris was sharing with me all the new things that it's going to bring to SCV. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Because I think this is going to really make an impact on that Placerita area and even San Canyon. Right. So um, I don't know if people realize this, but there's already a lot of TV that's filmed here Mm -hmm. and movies too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a great place to come invest. People want to film here. Studios have been up here all the time. Right. Disney owns a big lot out here, right? Right. Off of Golden Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, so now Shadowbox Studios is coming. It's like 16 sound stages. Wow. They're not producing the movies. Mm-hmm. They have the facilities for companies like Disney and, you know, I don't know, name another one, Paramount, whatever, to come film their shows mm-hmm. here. So with that, um, they're going to hire 2,000 people on their own, Shadowbox wow. Studios, creating 2,000 new jobs. These are high-paying jobs. They're like anywhere between $100,000 and $200,000, okay. right? So what does that mean? What do you think people are going to do with that money? They're going to buy homes. Right. Right? It's going to. It's definitely going to prop up the real estate prices right. in the area. And, you know, just by dumb luck, as they're building that, what else is, is, is happening out here? They're also um, planning the Sand Canyon Plaza commercial development, which is right off of Sand Canyon. And that's like a big master planned community, right? There's going to be townhomes there, single family homes, um, garden style apartments, and there's going to be a huge grocery retail center. So, I mean, this is going to bring so much to that Sand Canyon area. People have been waiting for a while to have a lot more restaurants to choose from, shopping options. And it's just really going to increase the or uphold those values, if not increase those values in San Canyon. I mean, a lot of people want land, right? And bigger spaces. What do you think that's going to do to the market over in San Canyon? I think San Canyon. So just so people know, like over off San Canyon is where you can get acreage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's horse property, horse as well. properties, those properties, you know, they start and we're talking about for like 
homes that need a lot of work, mm -hmm. they start off at 900,000. Yes. And they need a ton of work mm -hmm. at nine. If you could get one for 900, you're going to gut that place. Right. Right. Uh, and there's properties that go all the way up to like five, $6 million there. Right. I, I, I just feel like that area is like, and it's not the new, but if you're going to compare it to San Fernando Valley, mm -hmm. it's like South of the Boulevard. Right. Right. It's like the properties that, that have some character, they're not the cookie cutter homes. You don't have a bunch of track homes. Not in a bunch there. of track homes. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is custom homes, right? Mm -hmm. And when you get all these movie people moving out here, you know, or working out here, they're going to want to live out here because mm -hmm. they want to be close to to wherever they're working, right? Right. I think those values are going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see those one and a half million dollar properties be three million dollars in the next 10, 15 years. Yes. Um, and then when you have all that stuff going in Sand Canyon Plaza, that money's going in there. Williams Homes is building another 100 homes back there, too. Yeah, all the way Shadow up Shadow Pines. Pines. There's there's a lot of development happening. Mm -hmm. It's it's going to increase the the values for all those neighborhoods. And for people that are like, oh, the rates are so high right now. You know, I don't, I don't want to buy. I'm talking about people that can afford to buy. I'm not talking about people that are priced out. Right. Uh, the people that can afford to buy right now, you, you, you're going to be regretting you didn't if you don't already own property. Right. Because it's only going to get more expensive. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean the, do I know if the prices are coming down or I don't know. Right. But what I can tell you is I think it's going to get more expensive. So that means, yeah, let's say the prices do come down a little bit. I think that's only going to be because the rates have gone up so much more. Right. That's the only reason that the prices would come down. So you're still going to end up paying more in the long run. So if you're looking to buy in those areas, Right now is the jump best time. On it now. And I'm telling a lot of people that are coming up at, at the open houses that are, um, you know, hey, this is what I'm working with. I'm at a $700,000 budget because I'm starting to hear that a lot, that mm -hmm. number, 650 to 750. Go buy something in Shadow Pines. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's because they want a house, right? If you buy right. in a townhome or whatever, stay in Valencia, um, Stevenson Ranch, right? <clears throat> but if you want a house house, Go to Shadow Pines. You could buy a house for seven hundred grand. Yeah, and that area is it's it's on the rise right now. Yeah, there's so much new development coming. So, and include including in that new development, we even have talks that we're going to learn more about. We'll share on the next show or the show after that because we do have a meeting set up. Um, more development off of off of Calgrove. So I'm excited to hear about what is in store over there as well. So. Santa Clarita's market is just super hot and we're happy to share everything that we learn with you all. So thank you so much for sharing that. And it looks like Monica is here with us. Hey, Monica. She said, hi, friends. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Thank you for always joining us. We appreciate you. Can't wait to see you tomorrow and catch up when I meet her at jujitsu. So um, update on our current escrows. So we have things that are moving along in the escrow process. Right. Do you want to give a, a few updates? I know our Minta is getting ready, ready to close soon. Just quick, some quick updates. Okay. Our Minta is getting probably going to close this week. It's okay. our North Hollywood listing. Uh, we have a listing in Fraser Park. Uh, we're probably two weeks out from that one. But the heavy lifting's done. They've already removed inspection contingency. Awesome. We're waiting for appraisal to come back. Um, we have another one in Silmar. Hopefully, third time's a charm. That thing's fallen out of escrow <laughs> twice. But it's really difficult because we only have an allotted amount of time to show the property during the week. Right. So it, it's once we could show it more, then, then it'll be better. It'll sell no problem. Yeah. But we have offer on the table on that. We just haven't accepted it. Um, what else do we got? We got a property in, in Valencia, mm -hmm. right? Off Cottage Circle. That one, 
uh, I got to put it back pending. So that's, okay. so we accepted an offer on that. Awesome. Uh, over asking by the way, mm-hmm. and we're listed at 625. Great. And I just got to mention this again, because, um, you know, you do have, this is common and I'm not faulting any sellers on this. Right. Sellers always want, most of the time want listing agents to take less commission. Right. Right. And you know, if it's a good agent, they're not going to do it. Right. Because, because they, they know, know their, their value. They mm-hmm. know their value. Right. So in that community, there was a model match that sold in March, uh, 1352 square feet for 575. Wow. Right. It's a Redfin listing. That buyer got a deal. That buyer got a deal because instead of paying two and a half percent to the listing agent, they paid one and a half percent. But that seller, oof, they could have made so much more. So to save, to save what, six thousand dollars, they lost fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Does that make any sense to you people? No. Like what what are you doing? What are you thinking? (laughs) Because they go on Redfin and they say, Oh, I I, I'm gonna save six thousand dollars. They got sold. Yeah. So (laughs) I gotta mention this because because uh people don't realize this, like Real estate is one of the hardest jobs, right? Right? Yeah, you know, I'm not dealing with people. Uh, I'm not a doctor, like a surgeon or nothing. Mm-hmm. But we deal with a lot of unknown, you know, property. Like, you don't know. It's a commission-based job. Right. So you work really hard. You have clients. You work really hard for your clients if you're a good agent, right? right. There's a motivation mm-hmm. to do your best all the time. Yeah. You make one bad deal, everybody's going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. We've been in this business for like, me on the real estate side, 15 years, you like 18 or 19, you know, we have zero bad reviews, mm-hmm. nothing under a five star in our whole career. You know how hard that is? That's challenging. It's really tough. <laughs> I mean, it's not too hard though. You just do right. But, yeah, but the challenge as, as far as like putting the hard work in and dealing with the other agents, I mean, doing your best is awesome, but yeah, it's a lot of work that goes into it. It's a lot of work to keep that many people happy. Right. Right. The track record of doing it for so long. Um, now, if you go to a company like Redfin, that's a discount brokerage. They don't care. You're just another number. So, I look, I'm not going to pretend to know the whole payment structure there, but I know that their agents are on salary. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have some kind of bonus, mm-hmm. but the benefit of selling somebody's house for top dollar doesn't exist. No, because you're going to get paid the same. You're going to get paid the same anyway. So, would you get paid like $25 less? It's $100 less. For $50,000 less on the sales price, nobody cares. Right. For us, that's our livelihood. You know how bad that would make me look if I sold one for $575, you know, $50,000 less than the next agent. And now I have to explain that to my future clients. Yeah, that's not a good look. Like, because they're going to see what happened here. Why this one sell for so? You got to explain that. Yeah. Right. So we care about every transaction. We're like, this is our livelihood every single time. So why would you work with a discount brokerage? <laughs> Chris is fired up. No, because you see, you know, you see stuff like, you know, there's another advertisement. I'm not going to down talk to people because I know some of them. Mm -hmm. But like when it says uh, commission is negotiable. (laughs) Like if an agent's so quick to negotiate their own commission, how do you think they're going to sell your house? Negotiate that price. They're going to negotiate that price. They don't care about that price. Because when you when you're a discount broker, just so people understand out there, it's a numbers game. You have to do a lot of transactions to make money. You can't just live off a few transactions, right? right? So like, you don't care. You just got to cycle those people through. Yep. Do your research, people, before you list your house. Yeah. You always got to look at that fine print. Oh, my god. You know, we got some ad the other day, and I thought it was so funny. I put it on Chris's desk because it said, it said, guaranteed to sell your house or we'll pay you $5,000. And I was said, 
oh, really? And I saw the little asterisk. Let me read that fine print. Because, you know, I'm always about the fine print. I'm yeah, you always looking at the details. It. You got to make it Zoom big it in, so get out your little magnif- magnifying glass. Well, the fine print says, we'll give you $5,000 off of the commission we charge you once your house closes. <laughs> wait, so what? I was like, wait, huh? What? Explain that. What? You said you're going to give me $5,000 if you don't sell my house. But then right here, I only get that $5,000 if you sell my house. Right. How does that make any sense? So so the, it also <laughs> said within 30 days, right? Oh, I didn't see the within 30 days. See, you got it. That was probably even smaller font afterwards. Within 30 days. So yeah, there, there's a gotcha. Yeah. There's no gotchas with us. No. You know what I mean? You, you, the gotcha with us is we got you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love it too. Well, looking ahead to next week, Chris has another meeting for Bridge to Home, right? Well, we're doing a beam signing ceremony. Okay. So like (laughs) Catherine Barger is going to be out there. Probably, I'm sure the mayor, Jason Gibbs, probably going to be out there. And um, so, yeah, now they have enough of a structure up Mm -hmm. at the the, um, homeless shelter, the new one that's being built, where they're going to sign a beam. Can I just play devil's advocate for a minute? Don't they have a groundbreaking ceremony? Now they got a beam signing? Like, I'm sorry. Okay, let me just, I don't mean to offend anybody, but why are there all these photo ops? Like, can y'all just do what you need to do and just try to help some people? I feel like sometimes, and I'm sorry I sound a little like rude or whatever, but sometimes people are just in these type of things just for the clout to get a picture with the beam. Like, You think somebody cares about a beam who needs a house? No. Okay. I I'm get sorry. It. I'm sorry. I get it. So I let digress. Me, <laughs> let me let me go on the other side of that, right? Because um, that's what this world is, right? We learned this a long time ago when we started working with our producer, right? Right. He goes, uh, so tell me about your business. And we start telling him about all the stuff that we do. And he goes, is that on your social media? Where can I find that? Do you have any pictures or videos of that? And we're like, no. He's like, well, then it never happened. How can you prove that any of that happened? Right? So. Part of any time you're doing something like this, building a shelter, doing whatever, right? You have to take people along on the, the journey, journey with you. Yeah, They can't forget about it because if you told them about it last year and you they never hear about it again until it's done, they don't care about it. It's out of sight, out of mind, right? So you just have to stay top on mind, and, top of mind all the time. And unfortunately for, for something like Bridge to Home, you know, there's an operating budget. You know, like you, every single year you need more money to keep that facility going. Right. right? And the way that you get, keep getting more money for the operating budget, this isn't like to, nobody puts money in their pockets. Right. This is to keep the whole machine going. Right. You have to have these type of photo ops, these type of events. So the general public knows like, Hey, where, where did my money go? Is it being built? Where's, what's the progress? Got it. Right. So like, I get what you're saying. And sure, there's a lot of people like that all over the world that are just clout chasing. Like, they're all over YouTube, right? They're like giving away free stuff, but they got it on video and they're in the video, yeah. right? You know, and I hate to do this too because I have to post about this stuff and I really don't want to, but if I don't post about it, then I'm not doing the general awareness. Like, I'm trying to build awareness of what we're doing, right? There, right? When we do the stuff at Golden Valley, it's not for me. I could yeah. care less. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't done any advertising at Golden Valley. I'm not selling anybody's house there. Right. I do that stuff because I love helping kids. Right. 
But we have to talk about that stuff because we need the community. To bring the awareness. Well, to bring the awareness, but we need the community to make the, those, those donations that are needed. Right. So it's an unfortunate thing. Social media is a necessary evil, unfortunately. It is. It is. You need to have it. You know, you need to talk about it. Now, how you deal with that, I mean, how you present it, I guess, is different. Right. Um, but, you know, to each his own. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I mean, you know. I was so highly offended by that. <laughs> well, this week we also have the kids' annual wellness checkup. And wow, mom is really behind this year on getting those kids in for their wellness checks because their birthdays are in October <laughs> and November. You mean you're ahead of the game? No, no, no. This is like, for last year. This is for last year. I'm like six <laughs> months behind. But it's hard to get them in there on time because doctors be on vacation. You know, we have our one doctor that we really want to see, one or two of them. So we get to go there and see how they're growing and make sure that they're doing well there. And uh, Now, does this stuff fun. still come up? Because I knew I was so excited about this when they were like one, two, three, four years old. Like they're in the 90th percentile for height. You know, oh my gosh, their head is like in the 100th percentile because <laughs> our, our kids got big old heads like us. Um, do we still get that? I mean, I think so. Yeah. Because the last time I went, she gave us like a chart to show like if they're on track for growth and whatnot. But it's cool to go because you could see like, how they're progressing. They ask different questions. Just want to make sure your kids are doing all right. I love to go. Yes. Now, so, am I allowed to go now? Is it two parents now? I mean, I think so. I'm just I, showing It's up. so crazy. You know, I was just talking to someone about this today, about the doctor's office and the pediatrician. So now if your kid's sick, since COVID, they have like these car visits still. If your kid's sick, you don't even get to go inside the doctor's office. And I've had this conversation before, I think on the show, like a few seasons back, like, yeah, they don't even get to go inside of the doctor's office. You sick, you better stay in that car. COVID. That's so weird, right? <laughs> like, I, I, there's so many things after COVID that just never went back to how they were before. And the new protocols were for COVID, but now COVID's not, you know, I don't know. I can't, you know So what? weird. Charge me a smaller fee because right. I'm not even going in that facility. I know you have overhead, but. I might offend somebody, but I don't care. <laughs> I just, why are we still talking about COVID? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not talking about it, but I'm just saying because of those no, protocols. You're total. No, you're talking about it because it's still valid. Right. This is because it's still affecting us today. Right. Like, really? Like, your kid can't even go in there. You, ha they, yeah. you think they have an ear infection? They got to stay in the car and check the ear there. I don't know if they've changed it, but our niece had to go today because she wasn't feeling too well. And she had an ear infection. But I, if it's a well check, you could actually go inside the office. So that's good. It's funny, though, because, like, you got COVID, you can't go to school. But you got ear infection, it's fine. <laughs> you better take your butt to school. Take your little ear infection to school. <laughs> give it to everybody else. No, they don't give. It's not <laughs> contagious. An ear infection? Come on. Come on. You hear me? <laughs> stop. You're no, too I much. I don't know. But anyhow, I digress. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop with the COVID talk. Yes. Okay. Thank so you. So how about something more relaxing, a different topic? Like, oh, yes. what about your, your self-care and your facials, right? Oh, I'm going to go get a facial this week. I'm going to feel so divine afterwards, so relaxed. Who else loves getting facials or who just doesn't want to be touched? Like, don't touch me. Because I know some people are like, don't touch my face. I don't understand those people that don't like to be touched. <laughs> like, because your dad's like this, right? Like, wanted to get a massage one time. No like, way. I love massages. No, not everybody does. They're How like, don't touch me. like a massage? That I mean, makes I don't, no sense. To each his own, but that's okay. Then it won't be as crowded when I want to go. Right? You don't like your feet getting rubbed? Who oh, doesn't yeah. like to get their feet Rub rubbed? Rub the feet. Rub my feet. <laughs> 
Some people don't like it. I don't understand it. No, it makes them uncomfortable. They don't want to be touched. But yes, I'm getting a facial and that's going to be very relaxing. I'm so excited. A little bit of time down, chill, then get back to it. I feel I feel like every time you get a facial, you're gone even longer. Like it, it used to be like an hour, then an hour and a half. Then it's like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> No, it's not like that. It's because my appointments usually <laughs> as of late when I make them with her, I'm the last appointment of the day. And I just love talking with her. She loves talking with me. So we just chit chat for like an extra half hour after my facial. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to go. The kids are ready for bed now. They're waiting on mommy to tuck them in. They're waiting on you just to get that kiss goodnight. They're like, uh, sorry, kids, it's 11 o'clock. I thought she was going to be back 11? Stop. two hours ago. No, because <laughs> I went to dinner the other day with a friend. That wasn't a facial, buddy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we're gonna. I'll be doing that, relaxing a bit. And then we have our family dinner on Friday. There's so much stuff going on with the, the our family, right? So, like, yes, we got, excited. like, quinceaneras coming up. There's two quinceaneras in the same house month. Housewarming. Housewarming, two family dinners. It's really, like, two housewarmings because um, the Royals, too. Like, it's the first time they've had an event oh like that gosh. at their house. Oh, my gosh. So, there's, there's five events this month. There's a lot going on. Oh, I'm excited. Our excited. weekends are booked. Yes, yes. Speaking of some uh, weekend plans, what else we got? We have a Crudy's 40th birthday. That's going to be exciting. Woo! So I forgot to tell you about that because you, you were like, it says to dress fabulously, uh -huh. right? And you were like, oh, that means you got to dress real nice. So I hit up uh, Panty, Panty and he was telling me, he's like, no, it's like a casino theme. Oh. So he's like, I'm going to be in jeans and a shirt. I'm like, I'm, casino? I, yeah. At the casino, I got shorts on in a in It's a, not a surprise a party, right? It's not. Okay, because I just said that on the air. I'm like, I hope she's not watching right no, now. No, I would I would have mentioned it. No, it's not a okay. surprise party. Okay. Oh, so casino night. It's going right. to be fun. We haven't seen them in a while. It's going to be a good time to celebrate. Oh, I'm excited. I saw them the 40th is a big one, too. Huge. Yes. Oh, happy birthday, girl. I can't wait. That's this weekend. Yes. It's going to yeah. be so much fun. And then Santino is super excited because he has a play date with his bestie next week. And it's been a long time coming. He's missing him. He hasn't been in school with him. He's like, when do I get to see my friends? This boy is like, him and Nola crack me up because they have a play date and you make it for like, everybody has busy schedules now. So it's like three weeks later from the day that you make it. Every day they're asking like, so when is it? Well, his How was a week days? ahead of time. He's like, I'm going to see him tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Monday. <laughs> yeah, How many more days every, till Monday? I'm like, good Lord, get that calendar out. Yeah. Put it on the calendar. Then you could count your days. He keeps asking me. I'm like, geez, <laughs> I know you're excited, but wow. Better get some more play dates on the calendar. Those kids love play I dates. I know. I feel bad because Nola doesn't have any play dates lined up. And I've been trying to reach out to her old home skillet and the mom just hasn't responded. Ghosted I'm like, you, huh? Man. Has anybody ever been ghosted on the play dates? Yes. I'm curious because <laughs> I got ghosted. Oh, like, oh, trying to come up with something for Nola. I'm like, well, you know, she does have older sisters and they use the mom's phone. Maybe they accidentally deleted my text. It's because that's her old school, girl. She's like, you're old news. Dang. Dang. That's messed up. The mom, I'm saying, not not the kid. The kid probably doesn't even know. Oh, the kid probably wants to play. Yeah, of course. Man, I hope nobody else gets ghosted like me for these play dates. <laughs> get ghosted all play Trying dates. to make it happen. Starts young. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be your friend no more. <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on R&R today. That is going to be our show. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on R&R. Be sure to catch us weekly on Facebook Live and watch the show on YouTube 
or you can listen anytime you want and download full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey Silva, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.